And we've just found out we're about to go live to Adam Kwasnick following the Socceroos. 1-0 loss to England this morning. Can you believe first time they've ever played at Wembley? Nil all at halftime. We'd had more shots. Shots on goals as well. And we go down 1-0. Just that kind of moment of brilliance from England. They capitalised on an opportunity. But we... Yeah, we certainly were gallant in defeat. In fact, we almost got an equaliser. We hit the woodwork late in the match. Let's go live to Adam Kwasnick, who joins us. Kwas, good morning, mate. And what were your thoughts of the Socceroos at Wembley? Hey, good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. Yeah, look, uh, there was a, a lot to like about uh, this morning's uh, you know performance. I thought, first and foremost, defensively, you know, the Socceroos were superb. And then off the back of that, we were able to, you know, play some good possession and, and obviously create a few chances there. And unfortunately, uh, for a split second, we switched off. It was somewhat of a nothing ball from England back into the box and we paid the price. But, you know, thor- thoroughly enjoyed watching, you know, a lot of those players come from the A-League and, and matching it up against, you know, some of the best players in the world. I thought the Socceroos held themselves uh, well, um, you know, in the first up game uh, since their game against Mex- Mexico. Yeah, g'day, Adam. Gary here, mate. Look, I agree with you. I think the, the main thing you said there is they're very watchable now, the Socceroos. And I know in the past, when we've come up against strong opposition, we've we've just mainly tried to play defence, get numbers behind the ball. But, but we're now prepared to take, no matter who we're playing on. And I thought their connection between their midfield to the forward, forward half was very, very good. And like I said, we created more chances than, than the Socceroos and could have quite easily got that equaliser. Yeah, I agree, guys. I thought, you know, like I said, first and foremost, defensively, really solid. And then off the back of that, we were able to, to, to win possession and then do something with it. And you mentioned in, in past years, we probably, you know, uh, just built the game off defence and defence only. But now there's a lot to like about Graham Arnold's setup going forward and, and creating and scoring goals. I guess today we didn't take our chances. Uh, but on another day, you know, you never know what could happen. But they've got a chance to do it all again against New Zealand in a couple of days' time. Hey, Quaz, we'll talk more about the 90 minutes, 93 to be exact, in just a few moments' time. But what I really love, it just filled my heart with joy. And I bet you you know what I'm going to say. Goose Hitting comes in, but also Ange Postacoglu in the lead-up to the match. I'm sure you've watched the video, and that's what every football fan, Socceroos fan, wants to see in the countdown to a big game, that everyone's on board. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about, you know, culture, you know, amongst, you know, the great sporting teams and, and Graham Arnold has, you know, done brilliantly well to, to bring that culture uh, into the Socceroos setup. And it's all about, you know, um, paying respects to what's happened in the past and, and, and Gus Hiddink and Andrew Postacoglu have been, you know, uh, you know, a big part of, of what the Socceroos have, have done in the past. And obviously there's been a lot of success with an Asian Cup from Andrew Postacoglu and, um, yeah, it was great to, to see them in the dressing room and mingling with the boys. And, you know, Graham Arnold's done a remarkable job in that respect. And I think he's really brought, uh, you know, the, 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 the team together. Um, and hopefully it puts them in good stead for the future. Gaz, you've got the next question. But uh, one thing that stood out for me is Ange, he, he said, yeah, everyone loves me now, but you know what? I haven't changed. And he said... Similar to some speeches I've heard him say before, but he said, we go to Wembley for the first time, and he said, there's young boys and girls back home in Australia that you're going to inspire, and you could be the next one that steps onto the big stage. And he goes, it'll be even better when we beat them. And, you know, we had opportunities today, and imagine what that would have been like having Ange 
head coach with a Premier League team, flying in the Premier League at the moment, and he walks in and addresses the boys. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. One thing that really got me, is I'd be interested, uh, Quasi, to get your, um, your views on this. He actually said, and the question was asked, when he qualifies for the World Cup and then don't take the team to the World Cup, and just his thoughts there were, I had to leave the national team to go coach a club side elsewhere to get to get recognised. And I'd like to think, moving forward, Quasi, that cap- the coaching or managing the Australian side actually gives you credibility around the world. Yeah, I'd like to think so too. I, I think, to be honest, Gaz, there's a bit more to it there as to why he, you know, he obviously qualified a team for a World Cup and then and then got up and left. I think, you know, there's a, a few more behind the scenes issues that were, were going on at the time. But you know, the fact that he sort of made that decision and you know started in in Asia, in Japan, albeit, um, and, and and really from there he catapulted himself into into European football with Celtic, and then you know right now he's. You know, two manager of the month awards in a row. Um, you know, and, and and Tottenham are flying at the moment. The brand of football they're playing. Um, it's just a credit to Ange Postecoglou and his coaching staff. And and you know, he will leave a leaving a lasting legacy on Australian football. And uh, we all know there's issues in the game at the moment. But you know, Ange Postecoglou with his tenure at the Socceroos, obviously winning an Asian Cup, uh, the style in which he did it. Uh, there's a lot to like about him and his coaching. And uh, you know, I wish him all the best for the for the future. Hey, Quaz. I love seeing some former Mariners, you know, Mitchell Duke. Uh, Lewis Miller mm. gets a debut at Wembley. Just fantastic. Kai Rolls, who had the headband on last night. Sammy Silvera is also part of the squad, but didn't get on this morning our time. If you're, if you're England and you're about to take on Italy in the Euro qualifiers, what about mm. the fact that we get a free header, Connor Metcalf, who could have equalised for us, but denied by the woodwork. Yeah, if I'm Gareth South, Southgate, there's a few concerns there for the England setup, given you know the fact that they're going to be facing the European champions you know, in a few days' time. But look, you know, full credit to the Socceroos, and you mentioned all those Mariners players. Mitch Duke's been leading the line for the Socceroos for the last couple of years. What what a player he's become for the national team, and you know he started out at the Central Coast Mariners, and you know was very much an impact player off the bench in that championship winning. Um, year, but you know he's grown, uh, uh, you know, a leg and a half in the way he does things, the way he brings plays into game, and he chimes in with a few goals. I thought, you know, he was a bit unlucky. He was a bit isolated this morning, but then you got Sammy Silvera, who not too long ago was scoring goals for the Central Coast Mariners in grand finals, and now, you know, he finds himself playing or he was on the bench or bit, but he was, you know, alongside some of the best players in the world. It's just fantastic to see, and you know, the the, the finish. 11 on the park for the Socceroos. Majority, if not all of them, came from the A-League at some stage. So the A-League's got a lot of credibility moving forward and uh, can't wait to see who's going to be the next superstar for Australian football. Yeah, Quaz, what'd you make of England? Uh, obviously, it wasn't their, their top side, but uh, still all class players playing in top leagues around uh, around Europe. And now they've got Italy on Wednesday to, to win that one game to qualify for the Euros. How do you think that they're travelling? Mm. Yeah, look, I think it's a period, you know, for English football, there's a there's a window there to win win trophies. And, um, you know, they've fallen short on a number of occasions now. Obviously, the Euros and obviously the last World Cup, they just fell a little bit short. But uh, there's definitely a window there with the players they got, um, you know, to, to win a, a European Championship or a World Cup. There's, you know, some fantastic players right across the park. If I had to pinpoint an area where they're probably lacking, it's probably defensively. 
Um, you know, that being said, I'm sure Gareth Southgate's got plans in place to make sure that he, you know, he, he gets a, a bit of depth there. But there's a lot to like. And, you know, today they weren't at their best. There was a second string side, you could argue that. But you've still got the likes of Jack Grealish, who hasn't played a lot of football over the last couple of weeks. You know, he made it really tough for the Aussies at times. And then Phil Foden coming off the bench, uh, Marcus Rashford. There's, there's a lot to like there about England. And I think this, this window over the next, you know, two to four years is a period for them where they need to win some sort of big trophy. I'll tell you... For me, it's still edgy for seat stuff when we play out from the back. But on occasions, it just worked beautifully. And, you know, that's the style we have to play. We have to take risks. I just want to ask you, have you watched any of the David Beckham documentary that's on Netflix? I started watching last night. In fact, I heard Matty Johns yesterday on SEN in Sydney raving about how good it is. In fact, they believe it's better than The Last Dance featuring Michael Jordan. So what are your thoughts, Quaz? Yeah, fantastic, Doco. Obviously, my son's actually watching it right now. But yeah, I went through all the all of it uh, a couple of weeks ago when it first came out, and yeah, what a story, David Beckham and his wife Posh, as well. There's um, you know a lot to like about it, and it gives you a real insight as to what it what it takes uh, to be at the top, the highs and lows of being a you know the ultimate professional, uh, England captain, and. Um, you know, obviously he's in retirement now, but he's still keeping busy in, in football circles. He obviously owns, you know, a, a US team in, in Miami FC, and he's brought over a big name in, in Lionel Messi. But yeah, David Beckham, he's done it all, and uh, my son's trying to get his hair cut for what he had it back in uh, the early 2000s. But I think he's going to have a bit of time before he gets to that. I'll tell you what's fascinating about it is the relationship between player and manager, and you can see at the yeah. time that before he's Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, he's not happy with the fact that, you know, that his star player is bouncing all over Europe to spend time with, you know, with his eventual wife. So it's been fantastic what I've seen so far. Quaz, that Manchester United team, we could talk about them all day as well because I'm a Liverpool fan, but they were superstars, that team. And to see Eric Cantona featured, like, what a player. And... In fact, Beckham said when he scored his first goal, all he wanted to do was celebrate with Cantona. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic team. They obviously, you know, end up doing the treble and won multiple Premier Leagues. I thought, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, as he's known now, did a remarkable job to to keep that dressing room, um, you know, peaceful. There's some big characters in there and, you know, they were able to produce, you mentioned... You know, uh, David Beckham, you know, flying all over Europe just to spend a bit of time with his wife. I don't mind that uh, as long as he delivered. And he did just that on multiple occasions for not only England, but Manchester United as well. So I think, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson gave him a little bit of leeway um, as he knew that he still could deliver on the highest stage, even though he was uh, you know, gallivanting around Europe and, and spending time with his, his then-girlfriend. Hey, uh, Quaz, we're virtually getting the wind-up from our producer, a-League W tonight. Can you believe the Central Coast Mariners? How exciting they'll take on the Jets in the derby. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Can't wait for it to all unfold. I think uh, it's been a long time coming, having the Mariners team uh, back in the fold. And um, you know, I've been watching training from afar up at Central Coast Sports College. There's a lot to like, and hopefully they can deliver this afternoon at 5 p.m. at uh, Central Coast Stadium. For some of our listeners who don't know a whole lot about this team, who are some of the players we should keep an eye out for? Oh, look, for me, um, obviously one of the big signings is obviously Kaya Simon. I think she 
she'll be the most experienced player out there. I hope she gets some minutes. I'm not too sure where she's at physically at the moment. But one one player for me that I hope gets a lot of game time and, and a lot of opportunity is Annalise Rasmussen. I think uh, she's a great young player. She's got a good head on her shoulders and, and, and she can play. She's a, a sort of a defensive or I'll say a roving midfielder where she can attack and she can defend and she's, there's a lot to like about her game and hopefully she gets an opportunity. Uh, whether she starts or you know whether she uh, comes off the bench, uh, there's a lot to like about her. And I think you know the coach that they've, they've put in place is, is really you know um, instilling belief in these players. It's obviously going to be a bit nerve-wracking their first F3 derby, and they haven't been in the in the league for a very long time. But uh, judging from what I've seen, I think they'll have uh, she'll have their the players ready to go for this afternoon. Yeah, fantastic to have you back on the show, Adam Kwasnick. Uh, we'll catch up soon and enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Steve-O. The great man, Adam Kwasnick.